What is up, guys? Welcome back to the Anna Creates Podcast. I am your host, Alex Krotz, and it's nice to have you back this week. So it's going to sound, it sounds probably sounds a little bit different to you than all my other episodes, and I'm just going to I'm just going to say it right out front. I'm definitely doing it with a different setup today. Uh, it's very, very interesting. So I'm currently at my cottage, actually. Um, we just got a heater installed. Um, so I'm up here for a few days, just kind of relaxing, getting some work done. Um, it's a really, really relaxing spot to to actually get some work done and do a lot of editing, podcast research, planning, that kind of stuff. So I decided to bring up my stuff to record my podcast. Now, that's all fine and dandy, except... I don't have the same setup that I have here as I do at home. And I, I'm just, I'm in the like living room of the cottage kind of thing. And while nobody's here, there's still, there's a snow falling off the roof. There's a fire crackling in the background. There's stuff happening outside. It's a little bit windy. You know, it's just sounds of a cottage and I love it. And it's, I'm actually looking out the window right now, looking at the lake, uh, at the trees, the snow kind of covering everything. It's, it's actually, it's beautiful, but it does sound a bit different. I'm recording on a different mic, a whole different setup. Um, and I'm in a different spot. So I just wanted to address that right away. That's why it sounds a little bit different than other episodes, but we might hear more of this setup, more of this being at the cottage um, in the future, because I actually really like being up here working on my podcast. So with that being said, and that out of the way, today's topic is podcasting. And ironically, I'm talking about this on a podcast because of the fact that there's a huge push at the moment into podcasting. There's actually a huge rise in podcasting recently over the last couple of years, there's been a huge influx in people listening to podcasts. A lot of businesses are catching on. A lot of advertising is catching on. A lot of big companies are realizing that that podcasts are the way to advertise. And there, there's been a big influx in both podcasts, in podcast listeners, as well as advertising the, the companies figuring this out. And the reason is, is, is obviously for a lot of podcasts, people listen to more length of a podcast than they do anything else. If you're watching a YouTube video, you tend to click off faster than if you're listening to a podcast because podcasting has this kind of a thing where you get to connect with somebody, you get to see, feel the raw kind of connection with them because they're, it's talking, they're talking to you. You're having a conversation with them essentially, but you, you do it for 45 minutes to an hour. You know, Joe Rogan's podcast is like however, three hours long or something. Um, I don't personally listen to it because it's too long for me, but podcasts are a longer form of entertainment and you capture an audience with that because they, they listen to podcasts while they're doing stuff. I'm sure as you're listening to this right now, you're not sitting there doing nothing. I mean, maybe you are, um, but you are typically, at least for myself, and I know a lot of people, they they tend to listen to podcasts, whether they're at work, whether commuting, uh, whether in the car, whether on transit, that kind of stuff. And you do that for an hour. You drive for 45 minutes, for half an hour, for an hour at a time, and you just listen to a podcast while you're doing that instead of the radio, instead of music, maybe, whatever the case may be. So podcasting has captured this this audience. Now, podcasts have been around for a long time, but they've been a slow growth category for a, a while. But to give you an idea, uh, I mean, podcasts have been around since the early iPods. Like that's where the, the name came from. Apple kind of coined that podcast from the iPod. But in 2018, Apple had a, a stat. They confirmed that in 2018, there were 550,000 podcasts that they hosted. And this was before a lot of other podcast hosting platforms were available or, or, or popular. Apple Music was kind of the main one that every podcast was on. There wasn't a lot of exclusivity. There wasn't that kind of stuff, that which I'm going to talk about in a minute. So in 2018, they said that they had 550,000 
thousand podcasts. Today, in 2020, there's around 1.5 million podcasts. Now, that's frankly, that's amazing. And podcasts clearly have grown. That's over a million new podcasts in the past two years, which is awesome. And there are 34 million episodes as of October 2020. So that it's very large. It's been growing massively in the past few years. And over the last year and and continuing on in 2018, 2019 was a big year. 2020 was another big, big year. In 2019 alone, Spotify spent around 400 to $500 million on podcasts. I mean, this year there was a huge deal with Joe Rogan. They bought Joe Rogan's podcast exclusively for $100 million. And they've bought Anchor. They've bought Gimlet Media. They just bought Megaphone. You know, it's about $500 million a year they're dumping into new podcasting stuff. So what's also happening at the moment is, is that Spotify, but Apple has actually decided, you know what, we need to get on this. Now, Apple for a long time, and this is frustrating, frankly, but they invented podcasts and they kind of let it go. They kind of let it sit there where they didn't really nurture it very much. They didn't really develop it very far. So they kind of let their, their podcasting platforms kind of crappy and slowly more and more podcast platforms have come around. I personally use one called Overcast, um, which is amazing. It's just one dude who makes this, this app where I listen to my podcasts. I don't listen on Spotify. I don't listen on some of the other one, these other ones, but there are lots out there that you can get your podcasts on. They're all kind of based on the same thing. And, and when you put a podcast on one spot, it typically, if you use something like Anchor or Libsyn or something like that, it will put it on all of these platforms. And that's how they kind of work. It's kind of like music in that way. It just kind of gets distributed all over the place. So recently, Spotify has been dumping a pile of money of this, which has also sparked Apple into dumping a pile of money into podcasts. And those two are kind of starting to really ramp up what they're doing. Spotify really uh, started this r- big rush into podcasting, this big push, and Apple's kind of going, huh, we're, we're missing the mark. We have the biggest library, and we developed it. We need to like keep going with this, which is great. I think that's amazing for the podcasting industry. The two, these two companies fighting fighting uh, for it um, will incur, will give us new technology. They're, they're, the problem was, for the longest time, there was no competition, so Apple just kind of let it sit there. Now what we're seeing is because there's a competition and they're they're at risk of getting that taken away from them, they realize, huh, we need to develop more of this stuff. We need to dive deeper into uh, podcasting platforms. So, uh, you know, Spotify bought Anchor, which is a podcast hosting and developing platform. So you can record your podcast on there. You can uh, add transitions, you can add music, all that kind of stuff. And Spotify bought that. And so now it's got more Spotify integration into it. That's just a, one example of things that are, they're developing how to how people can make podcasts and they're putting more effort into the development side of podcasts because they see this as the future. Recently, Anchor actually added a new feature. You can now put songs from Spotify into your podcasts and it actually, because it's integrated with Spotify, because Spotify is behind this, it if you actually play the song uh, in your podcast, the, the artist is kind of like it got streamed, so the artist will actually get paid as well. Um, they also have a lot of tools for advertising and integrating ads into your podcasts or finding ads to place in your podcast, that kind of stuff. They have a bunch of royalty free music that you can add. They have different ways to record it and like different pieces of technology. But the point is, is that they're developing this technology for making podcasts. And 
it's become very apparent that companies are dumping millions into acquiring podcasting companies or podcasting production houses like Gimlet Media, Megaphone. They have some of the biggest podcasts. And so Spotify is trying to buy these up to own these podcasts and to own these companies that make content. They're, they're trying to basically become the like Netflix of podcasts in a way that where they, they're responsible for a lot of Spotify original podcasts. So that's kind of the first big move that made this very, very obvious to a lot of people was Joe Rogan. We're going to buy Joe Rogan alone. That is going to be an exclusive Spotify podcast for a hundred million dollars. So it shows you how much they think podcasting is worth, especially the Joe Rogan podcast. Now, the reason for this is Daniel X says that this is the path forward for growth for the company. They're seeing the ads and the ad revenue that people are dumping into podcasts because of that, like I said, that audience that podcasters can develop. They can be very influential over their audience if they say something, the audience typically likes to actually listen and actually act on what they say. So I think that Spotify is seeing this and going, we want in on that ad business. Cause obviously the ad business is, is huge for a lot of things. You know, Google, Facebook, those are billion, billion dollar companies, massive companies built purely basically on ad revenue and Spotify, obviously they have their ad supported part of their service. And then they have the membership site, but there's only so many ads that people want to listen to when they're listening to music. And if you put an ad in front of somebody, when they're listening to music, they're not as much inclined to really act on that. It's like, it's more like radio advertising. You don't really act on it as much, but if you have a podcast and you're listening to it for 45 minutes and the podcast guy goes, by the way, you need to get this product as a, as a listener, I'm like, Hmm, yeah, no, I, I, you're a, you're right. If you trust it and you're saying this is good, I should probably go get it. So there's definitely that kind of influential thing. And it's kind of like YouTube. YouTube's been doing this for a, a while and YouTube creators, they get sponsored videos. It's kind of the same thing with podcasts and that's definitely growing. And Spotify sees that that is the case and wants to get in on that. So going back, uh, I said there's 1.5 million podcasts out there. And when I say like, oh, it's grown so much in the past year, it's, it's only going to get bigger because... Uh, a lot of people are getting into podcasting. A lot of businesses are getting into podcasting, uh, obviously ads, all that kind of stuff. But it's such a big growth market. There's such a massive potential for growth there because really, uh, if you look at it, there's 1.5 million podcasts. However, that's minuscule compared to the 37 million YouTube channels. And we all know YouTube's growing and just continues to grow. There's a lot of people that can manage to make a living off of YouTube alone between ads, between the AdSense that YouTube pays them, between the sponsored videos. And so podcasting has a very similar way of interacting with audiences. You build this audience, they become to, they know to trust you. And then when you give them a product, they actually go buy it. So advertisers know know that this is where it's going. Now, 1.5 million versus 37 million. That's a huge different number. Like podcasting though is very, very in its infancy right now. And this has only grown in the past, what, two, what did I say? Two years, 2018 to now. That's huge growth. That is a million podcasts in two years, but that's got a long way to go. So this is like 10 years down the road. This is, they can invest millions into this right now. And if they're in there, Spotify wants to invest millions in this right now. So they're on the forefront of this 
movement and they're, you know, your podcast player of choice. They have the shows that you want to listen to. They're trying to start that right now because right now it's been a bit of a like wild west for podcasting. There are some really popular podcasts, but everybody in the brother starts podcasts anyway is starting at least. And with the pandemic, I know a lot of people have been talking to me about podcasting because I have a podcast. I'm an audio guy. So I've been helping some people with their pod, like starting their podcasts. So it's definitely a huge area and people like doing it. People love making podcasts. It's not a huge barrier to entry. Even YouTube, it's got a bit of a barrier to entry. You need a camera. You need uh, to actually film something that people want to see. Whereas podcasting, you don't need to look a certain way. You don't need a background. You don't need anything. That's, to make a decent podcast is much easier than making a actually decent video. I mean, a lot of people can film and, and put crap videos up there, but <laughs> that's not what we're talking about. We're talking about like a good thing out there. So it's, it's definitely has a big growth potential. And right now, 144 million Americans, that's Americans alone, 144 million listen to podcasts right now. That's 51% of Americans over the age of 12 have listened to at least one podcast. And 68 million of those people listen to podcasts weekly, which is actually already up. It's 24%. It was up from 22% of Americans in 2019. So 2% over the past year alone, there's just such a big, big potential. And Spotify sees it. Apple's catching on now that they need to speed up their what they're doing. They've they've rejigged their their podcasting thing and how to find different genres of podcasts and that kind of stuff. So they're starting to revamp it a little bit. Spotify's getting into this. They're only at the beginning of what they want to do to make more of a very podcast centric area in their in their app uh, because right now their app is based on music and that is their bread and butter. That's what they've been doing forever. But they're taking a large gamble and a large bet on podcasting, but I, I think it'll pay off. And I love the fact that there's actually some competition in this. And I like to see that with companies, even if it's only the main two uh, with some other ones that are smaller, but that have two big companies kind of competing for this, I think will be phenomenal and help the podcasting community. And as a podcaster myself, I love to see that. I like that that is the case. Now, the thing that this makes me think, however, is, is this good for music? Is this good for artists? Because Spotify is uh, pushing into podcasts and Apple Music pushing podcasts. Both of them are built on music streaming. So what is like, what's their end goal for music? Are they even going to help musicians anymore? Are they kind of leaving it in the dust because it's gone as far as it can go? Now, I don't believe it's gone as far as it can go. I don't think that they're doing enough for the artists. Now, Spotify has done a few different things. They have more backend uh, portals for artists to get into their Spotify account, customize, uh, submit to, to playlists, all that kind of stuff. They also bought Sound Better, which is a website that producers, engineers, musicians can use to find other producers, engineers, musicians, artists can find different, you know, I need a guitar player. They go on there, they hire a guy. I need an editor. They go on there, they hire somebody, that kind of stuff. They bought that to help musicians finish their records. So they've done a few things, but they have not done nearly as much as I think they could have for musicians as they are currently for podcasting. And that's what worries me. So negatively, I think they're right now they're, they're kind of taking artists for granted. Their platform is built on artists. Their, their platform is built on music and that's what got them somewhere. That's what people go to them for. And yet they're kind of bypassing that going, okay, now, now, you know, we caught, we captured everybody. We have a huge audience. We are slowly growing, but they're going, well, there's not a whole lot of growth happening as fast. So we need to focus somewhere else. This is what worries me. So they're going to start doing all these podcasting things and dumping millions of dollars into podcasting. 
and they're leaving the artists kind of out to dry. Like, yeah, cool. Here's your platform, but we're not going to like keep developing massive amounts of technology. You're helping artists. And, you know, Daniel Eck has said, that's the CEO of Spotify has said that he wants to have more artists be able to make a living off their music. Well, the way that Spotify is going about that does not show me that because they, you know, they're always trying to cut royalties. They're always, they're always doing backend things, which I don't agree with. However, uh, that's a whole other podcast, to be honest. I actually have that half written out, but what worries me is both Spotify and Apple music. Neither of them are doing much for musicians, even though that's what created these things. And that's where there's a lot of, I think there's so much more growth potential to help musicians uh, get bigger. Now, obviously there has to be some kind of different things. It's not purely music. It's not like podcasting where you can stick ads in the middle of a song. You're not going to have a song that is an ad for you know, crispy crunch chocolate bars. It's like it doesn't work that way, but songs are used in ads. So I think there's potential for something in there. They need to just look at it a bit differently. And right now they're looking at like exclusive podcasts They're looking at exclusive content around podcasts, all that kind of stuff. Why are they not doing that for music? Why are they skipping over that? Why are they not making something to help musicians? Because if you're helping artists, the artists fans will come. And if the artists are happy, the fans will come right now. They're on this weird gray line, this weird area right now, in my opinion, where artists are not happy and they're ignoring that. Artists are mad at them because they don't pay them enough. They don't, the royalties are terrible. And, you know, obviously for the upper echelon of artists, that's fine, but they're not developing that community as much as they could. They're not helping the artists as much as they could. And that, by the fact that they're skipping over this, that's where I get a little bit worried. Now, the positives for them going into podcasting, one is it's going to bring more people onto the platform, which will allow more people to hear music potentially. Because if you're already there, if you're already in the Spotify system, maybe you'll listen to more stuff. Now that might happen. That might just the people that are already on Spotify will now also have podcasts. We don't really know. They're also, they're talking about podcast specific subscriptions to have the Spotify exclusive podcasts on top of your music streaming thing. That's worries me again a little bit because of the fact that it's not included. So now people are just going to go to podcasting and and dump the music subscription, which is only going to hurt the musicians. You know, I'm, I'm not sure it's not necessarily the podcasts are helping the music necessarily if they do it wrong. I don't know what their plan is, but if they do it wrong, that could be something not good. I also think it's, it's good if it kind of takes their focus away from trying to down royalties on music, then maybe they'll, they'll just keep royalties the way they are instead of trying to like negotiate deals to get them less because they're actually making more money from podcasting so they can do that. I think there's potential for more behind the scenes music podcasts. Now that it's okay for podcasts to actually play real songs in their podcasts, people will be able to make those kind of podcasts. Podcasts, artists will be able to get paid because of those kind of podcasts. Now, the unfortunate part is they have to play over 30 seconds of the song to actually get paid. And most podcasts, unless you're a music reviewing podcast, you're not going to play over 30 seconds of a song. The potential's there, but it's still, it's kind of like, here, add some massive song to your podcast, but we don't actually have to pay them because we know you're only going to play 10, 20 seconds of it. (laughs) What I would love to see though, when I compare the numbers, obviously podcasting is a good thing. However, I want to see them more invest in more music. So they're buying all these exclusive rights to podcasts, kind of like Netflix buys the rights to uh, movies or they develop their own unique, you know, Netflix original movies. And that's totally fine. But I wish they would do something like that with music. So I actually, I broke it down and they bought Joe Rogan's podcast alone for a hundred million dollars. Now, when I look at this and I go, okay, how much does it cost to make a record? You know, they got one podcast, 
which will bring in some people, sure. And there's ads, sure. But if you want to support music, how much would it cost to make a record? So a high budget record, they go into the millions as well, but uh, a, a really quite big record with guaranteed number ones, that kind of stuff that I've worked on took like $250,000 to make maybe a bit more, maybe a bit less, but we'll just go with $250,000 to make like a pretty decent high budget record for a hundred million dollars that they spent on Joe Rogan. They could make 400 of those high budget records all the way down to, you know, indie records for $50,000 to make an indie record. That's a, that's a pretty decent budget for a little indie, indie project. They can make 2000 albums, not songs, albums, 2000 albums for that hundred million dollars. Now in 2019 alone, they spent $500 million on acquiring Gimlet, acquiring Anchor, all these, these different uh, podcasts and uh, original content, that kind of stuff. For that $500 million that was spent in 2019 alone, they could make 2,000 of those $250,000 budget records, 2,000 of those records, or 10,000 records for a $50,000 budget. 10,000 of those records could be made for the same price that they spent on podcasting. So why are they dumping that much money into podcasting? and not giving any of it to to music. Why have they never looked at music in this way? Why have they never given music to this? Now, I had one other little interesting fact that I calculated, and right now, Spotify says that they have 50 million songs on their platform. Now, I understand that it's not all even. You know, Drake and, and those people get millions of streams, and there's apparently 4 million songs that have never even been listened to, So, but they have 50 million songs on their, on their platform. If they paid $1,000 per song that they have, if and everybody was even just 50 million songs, everybody got a thousand, every song got a thousand dollars. That would make them have to pay out $50 billion, which sounds like a lot, but their current market cap on the New York Stock Exchange is $60 billion, which is like nothing compared to like Tesla, which is at like 500 billion and Apple, which is like a trillion or almost, I think it's way above a trillion now. I think it's almost, it's closing in on two or something. Anyway, point is... 60 billion is not even a huge market cap. There's money out there. There is so much money out there. Their market cap is $60 billion, which means within their market cap, they could actually pay out every single song $1,000. Now, obviously, I'm not saying that that's what they should do, that that's what they would do, but it's just to try and put it in perspective that the money that could be sent to artists that could help artists make music. I really wish that they would dump $500 million in podcasts and then $500 million into uh, music, allowing artists to actually make their records for $50,000 a record even. Like, sure, that's amazing. That's an amazing budget for a lot of artists. And there's a lot of artists that do stuff themselves, which means they'd only need ten dollars to $20,000 maximum to like live for a year and produce their own record. You know what I mean? So I really think, I wish they would do more of that. I think they have a big potential to help artists and help artists become more uh, independent. Basically, I just don't know why they're shifting their uh, attention away from musicians. I'm not saying that adding podcasts and broadening their horizons is bad because as a company, you do need more income streams. You do need more, uh, you need a broader kind of landscape for your market. And when you're a company like Spotify, where you only have one thing that you do, music streaming, you're on a <laughs> weird spot because one new company could come along and completely decimate you. And Spotify is like that. They are a technology company, but they need to broaden the horizons a little bit. They need to broaden out. And I think podcasting is a great form because it's already people listening to things. But I really think that they need to not neglect 
artists, not take advantage of artists and not take artists for granted because that is what built their, their whole system in the first place. They are for music streaming. They're for artists to be able to stream their music and they've changed the whole dynamic of the music industry, uh, and releasing records, all that kind of stuff. And I think they, they can't just give up on that. They can't just move forward and not put it on the back burner either. They need to forward that. They need to be the push with even more in that, in that vein. And I would like to see that not from the business side of you, but for the artists to make the artists have a better ability to, to have a career there, not spending millions of dollars lobbying against the government to, to lower the royalty rate that they need to pay. Stop that. So that's my thought on the push into podcasting. I think it is going to be good for creators. I think it could have potential to be good for musicians if they kind of allow that uh, and they they still work on that. But I think kind of more the competition that is happening, I hope, bleeds over into the music as well. I hope Apple maybe shapes up and goes, huh, we want to push into music more. We're going to help artists more. And Spotify will be like, okay, crap, we need to do that too. I hope that this push into podcasting is actually a push, the beginning of a push for creators and that that bleeds over into music because that would be phenomenal and uh, and would really help artists and they really need to focus back on artists. So that is my thoughts on this. Let me know what you think. Hit me up at Anna Creates on Twitter or go to AnnaCreates.ca slash podcast and find this episode and let me know what you thought. Let me know what you think about the move into podcasting. Let me know if you think it's a good thing, if it's a bad thing, if you see things you don't like with Spotify moving to podcasts. So let me know what you thought. With that being said, that is it for this week's episode. Go to Apple Podcasts and give this a five-star rating and a little review. That would mean the world to me if you would do that. Subscribe if you haven't already. I will see you in the next episode. Until then, always be creating.